Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy. Well, hello again, and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, in which we are going on a, on a journey through the Bible. Um, great time for us to, in light of really some depressing things in the news these days, for us to ground ourselves in God's word and remind ourselves of the amazing story that has been going on for thousands of years and of which we are a part puts things in a little bit of perspective for us. We, uh, we began uh, our podcast uh, on Monday and your Bible reading, if you're going along with us in Genesis chapter one and the creation account and also Genesis chapter two, in which we saw God created the world good Everything he created was so good, and you are his masterpiece, humanity. He created us in his image. We're a special, unique part of his creation. But then, in the podcast from yesterday, uh, Devante shared about the fall, and your reading was Genesis chapter 3, which records how humanity became broken. Uh, we turned away from God, we sinned, we fell from uh, from that place of relationship with God, really. And uh, we were, as a result, driven out of God's presence. And as Devante shared, it was both the man and the woman's fault. Together, humanity shares the blame together. And you could say that humanity at that moment became diseased, became infected with this sin disease. Um, But it was also something that every human being ever since needs to own as true guilt that we have as well. Well, as, uh, as our readings continue for this day, the day three, uh, January 13th, uh, we, we hit the flood. So we're skipping a few chapters and hitting this next major uh, essential uh, event in humanity's story. It's the flood in which uh, God wipes out all of humanity by this, this global flood, except for Noah and his family, eight people. Now, you may ask the question, I hope you ask the question, why? Why would God do this? Because if you think about it, I mean, this is horrible. I mean, all of humanity completely wiped off the planet, and except for, for Noah and his family. And, and you know, there's no easy answer to that question. It's a, it's a hard question. There's many things that we're going to run into as we go through the story of the Bible where we really have to say, I don't get this. I don't agree with this. I wouldn't do this, but but we trust in a good God, and uh, and we also trust that there's probably some data that we're missing. That if we had that data, even the the things that may not make full sense would make sense. Um, but I will give you my stab, my my guess at why the flood. Um, and actually, there's two reasons. One's in the text, and it's really a moral reason. But the first one I'll give you is more of a theological reason, and it's just kind of my theory. It may not be right, but I'll just share it with you. You know, there is a big debate that has been going on forever about uh, nature versus nurture. You know, is 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 uh, where where does where does where where do we go wrong? Is it because we're just in a bad environment and we just don't have good enough? 
parents or school system or, or whatnot? Uh, or is there something actually wrong with the human being itself, ourselves? Uh, nature versus, versus nurture debate. And the Bible lands clearly on that debate on, on the nature side of the argument that there is something broken in humanity itself. And, and so it may be, and in fact, I would even go on to say that that is so important that if that's not true, Jesus didn't really have to come and die for us. So the gospel hinges on this because if it's just our environment, then we can maybe, we can maybe advance, we can maybe evolve, we can maybe get enough good laws and rules and, and actually kind of get beyond the sin thing. But, um, but that's not what the Bible teaches. And I don't think that's what our experience teaches either. And, and so you could almost look at the flood event being one of the lessons that God is giving to humanity in the Old Testament to get us ready for Jesus. Many of the things, maybe actually everything in the Old Testament is really there to, to prepare things for the coming of Jesus and to, to show humanity our need for a Savior. And so perhaps one of the things the flood teaches is that that you could say, yeah, the fall happened, Adam Eve sinned, and then their kids sinned, and then there's just a lot of sin that spread. But, you know, what if, what if you could just start over with one relatively good guy like Noah? Then maybe things would be on the right track. And so that's what happens here. And yet, even after the flood, after Noah uh, leaves the ark with his family, does sin stop? No. Because it's not caused by the environment that we're in, you know, or, or just the influences of bad people, though that happens. Uh, the real problem is us. It's at the core of the human being. We, the Bible calls it, uh, or the theological term is original sin. And it, it's the sin disease. We all have it and we contract it from our parents and it's, it's part of uh, our DNA now. And so... What the flood does is it, it teaches us that we need a savior. We need Jesus to come and save us. And and there's even a, a picture of that in First Peter chapter 3. He, he actually relates the whole flood account as, as kind of just a picture, an image of how God saves us through through the waters of sin and death, you could say, through baptism. And that being in that ark is like being saved through baptism, which is really being baptized into Christ. It's Christ who saves us. By being in Christ, that's what protects us. And so the flood and the, or the ark, you could say, is a picture of that. So that's that's one take on this. And, and so you can maybe think about that argument I just gave you there about the theological reason. It may or may not be, but I, I think it, at least at, at some level, it's it's that is true. Um, but let's look and see what the, the text actually says, because the Bible actually says why God did this. And it's this. He said the world in verse 11 of chapter six, uh, the world was corrupt in God's sight and full of violence. God saw the world and how corrupt it was because all the people on the earth lived evil lives. God said to Noah, I have decided to put an end to all people because the earth is full of violence. And that goes on from there. But I just read that part because in two ver in just a several verses, he gives not once but twice that the reason is, is the violence of humanity. 
And uh, I, I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, but this podcast is being recorded in the context of the incredible violence that happened at, uh, at our nation's capital uh, it just last week. And this, this whole year has been a year of violence from our inner cities experiencing incredible violence uh, to, and now in our, our nation's capital as well. And if there was ever a, a time that we need to repent, uh, it is now. Um, but I also share that because, you know, we haven't... <laughs> Uh, what's the phrase? The apple has not fallen far from the tree. Is that the right? Right. I don't know. But uh, we we haven't advanced that much from the time of Noah, have we? Uh, humanity has not advanced. We still have this heart problem, and uh, and if left to ourselves, we gravitate toward violence. We need a savior. We need Jesus to come and save us. So. Um, maybe as you read, can maybe just allow that kind of reality of the state of the, the evilness of that world at that time. And, and maybe let's not get very arrogant to thinking we've advanced so far. Maybe we haven't advanced that far. And we need to humble ourselves and pray uh, for repentance for ourselves and for our nation and, uh, and pray for revival. So let's pray. Um, Lord Jesus, uh, we do pray um, that you would um, bring a sense of humility and brokenness to our nation, that we would um, not become arrogant and and be name-calling, and uh, there's enough blame to go around. Uh, but I pray that you would bring all of us to a state of brokenness and humility. Um it's easy to find fault with our, our, our president, um, but I would argue that the problem is bigger than our president, and it's, uh, it's actually in every single one of us. And on whether you're on the political left or the political right, there, there is, there's a need for all of us to really come to a place of brokenness and humility and crying out for mercy and realizing that maybe if maybe we're not committing violence, but maybe there's violence in our heart and we're feeling a lot of hatred toward the other side, not a lot of love. And, uh, um, you know, Jesus said, if you, if you, you know, basically hate your brother, you, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're committing murder in your heart. He didn't, he said it a little differently, but you get the idea. So, so Jesus have mercy, have mercy on us, have mercy in our nation and on our church. And, uh, uh, bless us as we read uh, this, this difficult passage about a really um, a painful tragedy that occurred in our ancient past. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. 